Before we get started today, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our patrons over on Patreon. Uh, we were able to make a donation to the International uh, Red Cross uh, organization uh, with our uh, Patreon earnings from March, um, which, you know, we really appreciate. We've been, you know, very distressed and distraught seeing uh, what's going on over in Ukraine. We wanted to, you know, see how we could help. And uh, we made a donation in the, the name of the podcast patrons. So thank you very much for that. We encourage everyone to check out the icrc.org for more information on that charity. And Cassia has some other good resources to find out more about, you know, what's going on over there and ways you can help and ways you can be informed. Yeah, it's very distressing to see what's going on in Ukraine. And it's it's people's lives, their homes, uh, their children, uh, their parents uh, are in distress. And uh, I just wanted to thank our uh, patrons for uh, helping us donate to the Red Cross and some other resources in case uh, you're not aware. Uh, there is Care USA, Direct Relief, Doctors Without Borders, and if you go to the Nerf Herder Co., they have a Rebel Alliance line of candles, stickers, t-shirts, uh, mist and wax melts, uh, a hundred percent of the proceeds gathered from that Rebel Alliance line goes to Voices for Children, directly to the children impacted uh, in Ukraine. And uh, what I love about this line is it smells like sunflowers, uh, which are the national flower of Ukraine. And uh, it makes me... I want to hope for the future, and I hope that uh, those impacted by the recent uh, attacks by the Russian forces uh, know that the world is behind them, and uh, I hope that they know that the world is behind them, and and I'm, I'm sorry that this is happening, and all of us can do something to help like we might not be able to change the world on our own but maybe we can change the world for one person and uh if if we can we can help in the ways that uh, we're able to and uh so we just wanted to have that message before this episode and uh thank you again to all of those who helped us donate and now we can get back to the episode. Hello there. This is Daniel Hodge, and I play Darth Malak and Candorous in Unreal Cinema's Knights of the Old Republic series. This is the Old Republic podcast. Be sure to check out their Patreon at www.patreon.com slash oldrepublicpodcast. We are the Old Republic podcast. Spoiler alert for everything Star Wars under the Twin Suns. This is where the fun begins. All right, everyone. Today we are going to be talking about something. Uh, it's it's kind of familiar territory. It's kind of new territory. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about, or a little bit about, uh, LucasArts, Lucasfilm Games. Uh, there is a new game that is 
uh, right around the corner. It's upon us after lots of delays. It is finally being released. That is Lego Star Wars. The uh, Complete Skywalker Saga is coming out on April the 5th. Um, so that's just a couple days away from here. And I I'm myself am very excited about it. Cassie, are you excited about uh, Lego Star Wars? Yeah, um, it looks charming. It looks high quality. And I'm just excited for us to finally be able to see it out in the wild, you know, and just to cover our bases in case it's somehow delayed yet again. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, we'll just say if it gets delayed, we're still going to release it like as <laughs> as if, you know, this 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 episode as if it's coming out. But that's right. Uh, yeah, it, well, it can't be delayed anymore. I'm pretty sure it's gone gold. So it it can't. Yeah, that's right. I have my order. Or I have my copy on order, um, so I'm just waiting for it to show up at my door. Uh, that being said, I am a, a little uh, a little wary until I actually get it in my hands. I, I don't know if I'll, I'll believe it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to come out on April the fifth. So yeah, very excited about that game. Um, it, everything I've heard about it is that it's awesome. Um, some people are starting to talk about it, like have gotten review copies online that I've seen, and people seem to be blown away with how big it is and everything. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Another installment in Star Wars and video game history. And, yeah, we kind of wanted to just talk about that a little bit today. Now, I think it's safe to say that Cassia, you, and me are big fans of a Star Wars video game. Uh, yeah, Knight, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You could you could say maybe we're a little bit, uh, you know, uh, too in love with this game, but I think that the people listening to this podcast probably are also a little bit too much in love with that game, and that's okay because that game is great. Um, so, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about that game, so we wanted to talk about some of the other games, uh, you know, from LucasArts now all the way up to uh, Lucasfilm Games, and to kick us off, I wanted to kind of just run through a little bit of the history of of LucasArts. Like, how did it come to be, uh, you know, and and where is it now? So, basically, uh, way back in the day, so you have, like, in 1982, George Lucas wanted to branch out into other uh, forms of media. You know, he was, he was a very kind of technologically advanced guy. He wanted to, you know, kind of dip his toes into all of these things. So, in 1982... Uh, they started Lucasfilm Games, and it was a partnership with Atari uh, to to basically start, you know, producing these games. They weren't making any games in house; they were, you know, they were kind of licensing them out. And they had a few LucasArts games, and then the first Star Wars video game was Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back um, on the Atari. It came out in 1982, I believe, and that was kind of what kicked off the Star Wars uh, video games. And you had kind of kind of this path where they're just doing some licensing before eventually in 1990 uh LucasArts Entertainment Company was founded and that was like an umbrella sort of a thing so you had Industrial Light and Magic you had Skywalker Sound and you had the LucasArts video games division in there before they all kind of you know splintered off into their own individual things so at that point then you had LucasArts uh which is you know famous for their point and click adventure games which are some of my favorite games of all time uh, you know, into a bunch of the Star Wars games, the early, like, PC, CD-ROM type of games. And they ran for a really long time, from 1990 until 2013, when, unfortunately, LucasArts closed. Uh. Disney, bought, uh, Disney bought Star Wars, and they shuttered the door a year later on LucasArts. Um, now, I, there were some reasons behind that. I guess 
at the time, a lot of the LucasArts employees were also working for ILM. So they were basically doing two jobs and they wanted to kind of focus everyone's attention into the ILM department to, you know, get ready for episode seven and things like that. So they decided they were going to let Electronic Arts, EA, uh, start making Star Wars games, and they weren't going to do any video game stuff in-house anymore. So EA takes the license. Um, you know, from, you know, kind of near near history, <laughs> uh, not that long ago. Uh, so you had the, the Battlefront games, you had Jedi Fallen Order, and then Star Wars Squadrons. And those were all that we got from Electronic Arts. And a lot of people were not very happy about that. They said, there's been a lot of Star Wars games for all of these years. We need more Star Wars games. What are you doing? Give us more Star Wars games. So, last year, 2021, uh, Lucasfilm announces Lucasfilm Games is coming back. Uh, So, they have their new logo. They have plans for some new games that, uh, you know, including the Lego Star Wars game here. And everything is back up and running. Now, as of right now, Lucasfilm Games is just doing like licensing for the games they're not making any games in-house i don't know if that will ever change in the future i mean disney has always done video games but it's always been on kind of a licensing front so i would expect that to kind of be the same but i mean it's still exciting that they're you know taking a look at uh, opportunities for video games giving us some new stuff and yeah we have a lot of really fun stuff on the horizon but uh yeah i guess cassio why don't we start with um you know, obviously, Kotor. That's that's probably our favorite Star Wars game. <laughs> I would I would guess, and that's probably a lot of people's listening's favorite Star Wars game. But you know, set set Kotor to the side, right? It's up on this pedestal. We can't quite get there. But you know, what were some of your other uh, favorite Star Wars games, or did you play other Star Wars games growing up? Were you like a big video game uh, kid coming up, or was it just Kotor that got you into it? Or what was your uh, kind of Star Wars video game story? I guess. Oh, that that's funny. Um, my parents never wanted me to be into video games, so they did the logical thing, which is they didn't get a uh, video game like device. <laughs> okay. Station. Eff- what do we call effective. that? <laughs> yeah, like uh, until yeah, but like it really kind of backfired because all it did is like if I went to someone else's house who like had them, like I just would be like, Oh, I'm zoned in and I love this. And it's like the most amazing thing ever, you know? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like lesson learned, if you don't want your kids to be into video games, like just buy them video games, you know, like have them grow up with them and they'll (laughs) probably not be into them, you know? Yeah. Um, There you go. I, I remember when I finally got a PS2, my first games were, were not Star Wars games. Uh, it was Treasure Planet and oh, uh, okay. Harry Potter 2. There were so many Harry Potter games. Uh, I loved like all of them. I played them up until about five, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But the only one I really didn't like was Harry Potter uh, 4. It knows what it did, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, I had a Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Like, there were all these different kind of games. But mm-hmm. nowadays, it's kind of like you get one game, you know? Like, there's not, like, four different versions of, like, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Like, one for Game Boy Color, one for Game Boy Advance, and one for mm-hmm. PS, like, PlayStation, Xbox, you know, all that. But... Some of the games I grew up with, uh, Star Wars, uh, 
I would say like Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, like th- those are probably the games of my childhood, kind of mixed in with the Harry Potters, you know. Uh, just like it, it, I'm nostalgic and just kind of thinking about how we would like play video games after school, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and uh, wait until it got dark to play night games, you know, like. That that's like Cassia's like little <laughs> childhood memory, you know, like yeah. a little slice of pie right there. But um, yeah, for I sure. I loved Battlefront one and two. Uh, so so sad we never got a Battlefront three. Uh, one day maybe, you know. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah. I really did like uh Star Wars uh Bounty Hunter where you play as Jango Fett. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a unique uh kind of origin story. That kind of explained like how Django got to where he was. Uh, Jedi Academy, you know, like Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the Star Wars ones I grew up with. And then I'm, I don't know, I'm actually kind of ambivalent, you know, towards Kotor one and two. Like, I, I think they're overrated, you know. And, uh, <laughs> the less right. we talk about them, the better, you know. So, what are some yeah, games that- you grew up with? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about about those games. You couldn't possibly talk about those games for uh at any <laughs> at any yeah. length of time. But yeah, I mean, I remember uh I have a lot of good memories playing those first uh Battlefront games too, Battlefront 1 and 2. I think they came out in like 2003, 2005. Um and one of the things I liked about that was you could play like the like the two player like co-op mode through the missions. So I was like doing doing that kind of stuff. Now, I'm a I'm a fair bit older uh, than you, so I mean, I grew up kind of on those early uh, PC CD-ROM games, so I always really liked stuff like the Rebel Assault games, which were like full motion video, where you're basically playing as Luke Skywalker, but that's not really your name because it's a different actor. So they call you, <laughs> it's called like, it's called like Rookie One or something. I think they call you in the game, but um, it's really cool. You got to like play through the Star Wars story, which was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I always liked that stuff. You had like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter um, back on the old uh, computer game. And I mean, even like more recently, like um, stuff like Jedi Fallen Order, which is kind of like right in my wheelhouse of things that I like in video games. Um, you and I have talked about this a little offline, um, especially with the movie coming out, but Uncharted, that's one of my uh, favorite games. And Jedi Fallen Order is kind of, you know, along those same uh, kind of vain as that where it's really like story driven and things and I like games like that um that's part of the reason why I always really liked um LucasArts games because kind of their bread and butter aside from doing the Star Wars games was they were really big into point and click adventures now anyone listening who is too young to really remember those because they they still kind of exist but not in the same level as they did they were they were kind of like they're kind of like mystery games, puzzle games, and things where you would move around and, you know, have to, you know, combine items and you had your inventory and things and you were trying to, like, play through the story. And and LucasArts was really good at, at games like that. So um, a couple of my favorites were uh, Full Throttle. I remember, like, mowing lawns all summer to be able to buy that when I was, uh, you know, a teenager, like, uh, you know, still like in my late like elementary school years. Um, and Mark Hamill does a voice in that game, uh, which is great. Um, they did a game called The Dig, which Steven Spielberg wrote, uh, which is pretty huh. cool. It's like it's like this alien 
uh, planet kind of thing. You're like astronaut researchers and you crash there. Um, so you play out the story, uh, which is really cool. And then one of my favorite games of all time, one of one of the best games of all time, if you look at any list, it's always up there on the top. And that's uh, Grim Fandango, uh, which is a really um, amazing point-and-click adventure game. Um, it takes place like on the Day of the Dead. And it was released in 1998, and that was kind of the last uh, kind of hurrah for these point-and-click adventure games before they kind of went full full bore into more of those Star Wars stories. You had like the episode one stuff was coming out, you know, the the movie tie-in game, Racer, um, and then Bounty Hunter, stuff like that. It was really kind of where the LucasArts stuff went. But Cassia, I that doesn't necessarily have to be just LucasArts. Um, you mentioned some of the, the Star Wars games. Were there other just kind of video games that you liked or were more interested in or or even even now, you know, that we've uh, grown up a little bit, but still obviously uh, love our love our video games. Were there certain like genres of games or certain uh, stories of games or anything like that that you were really drawn to? Yeah, LucasArts, they had a really kind of wide wheelhouse. It wasn't just Star Wars, like uh, George Lucas. I kind of think he's like one of those figures, kind of like Steve Jobs, Walt Disney or... Uh, mm-hmm. Jim Henson, you know, kind of just creative and uh, really changed the uh, world of entertainment and our world, you know. Um, there's lots of uh, great uh, uh, video game series in uh, LucasArts' history. Um, I forgot to mention Pokemon. Like, Oh, okay. I, th- I think the last one I really played was like the... Pokemon Silver and Gold, and I was like, I'll get both games, because they're probably way different. And it's like, oh, <laughs> they're basically the same, but you just capture a different creature. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I accidentally sold, is it called the Master Pokeball, or something that you're able to capture Mewtwo in? And Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I was so sad, I was like, I sold it. I don't know what to do. I guess I better just <laughs> save my game. You know, and then it's like, oh... Looking back on it, like, that was a mistake, little Cassia, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Pokemon was fun. Uh, and uh, I loved Uncharted. Still love Uncharted. I was kind of... um, The movie that came out, you know, uh, kind of, like, loved it, hated it, did not accept it as my god, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. my... That's my review for that movie. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, like so many girls' nights, we would just like play Uncharted. Like, I'm still working on the fourth one. Like, uh, I've just been busy kind of like ever since like grad school uh, and then kind of just working. Like, mm. I would love to, you know, be able to finish like Jedi Fallen Order, but what I do is I kind of watch other people play and like yeah, there play you go. vicariously, you know. Because I think mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order is really good. Um, loved Uncharted. Uh, I'm getting into Mario Kart again because oh, that's nice. how old my uh, some <laughs> of my family members are. So, uh, and it's it's fun to kind of reconnect with like you know childhood games. You know that mm-hmm. they keep on improving the graphics, but it just always. St- feels like Nintendo and I think like Nintendo kind of is 
they kind of capture like the family entertainment, uh, kind of keep mm-hmm. it about the love of the game rather than like, look at these graphics. They're so cool. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah. Um, like you said, I, I will say about the movie, um, uncharted on a, on a side note, uh, it was a it was a good movie. It was a fun time, but it it did make me want to go back and play those games again. So maybe mission accomplished there, um, because they're they're really fun. And yeah, it's funny you said that about Mario Kart. We were actually just um, had some some friends in town, and that was one of the things we did. We uh, were playing Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch, and now we have a lot of Star Wars games on the Nintendo Switch. So there's just the Knights of the Old Republic port uh, came to that. You can get Bounty Hunter on there. Um, Jedi Academy is on there and I think Jedi Outcast is going to be coming out in the very near future on the Nintendo Switch. So if you have a Nintendo Switch, definitely definitely look into getting some of those games if you want to, you know, revisit some times from your childhood, have a good time. Uh, that's certainly a good way to do it. And yeah, it's just it's mostly just, you know, being excited about this new Lego Star Wars uh project finally coming out it's going to be all nine films i think there's some supplemental stuff i think i've seen stuff for like bad batch going to be on there probably mandalorian stuff going to be on there but yeah uh, what about what about the the lego games cassia did you ever play any of the lego star wars games or any of the other lego games um i actually got the first one that came out it was lego star wars it was just the prequels and mm-hmm. then i ended up getting the follow-up which was the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy all in one disc and I'm just kind of, and then I think there were like some Clone Wars ones I, I didn't end up getting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there was like a version with the sequels. And then this is like the ultimate edition. Like, and I'm very impressed with it because it looks like they're like revamping everything. And mm-hmm. it's just a unique experience. And just like with the blaster, like, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of fun. Like, it's not just like button mashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of one of the one of the neat things I've I've played it. I had the I guess it's the Skywalker saga probably is what it's called. Um, that has the first six films on there. And I like those games because if you have um, like younger ones or I'd play with like my nephew and stuff like they're easy enough for kids to get into. But there's enough to do to kind of capture your attention. Um you know, to, to try to find different things. And then the humor in those games is always really fun. Um, so yeah, so just, uh, just definitely, definitely excited, uh, for that to be coming out. Um, we do have, I I don't know that it's, that it's really news, but I did see that Jedi Fallen Order 2, um, they are rumored to have the trailer for that is going to be going up at Celebration. So I guess we'll have to see if that's true or not, but, um, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me because I think it's scheduled to come out at the end of the year. So that would be that would be cool. I'm playing back through that again uh, a second time, uh, which is fun. Now that I kind of know the story, I can take a little bit more time and explore and try to and try to learn this stuff and explore the the different tombs and things that you that you go down. So yeah, so we'll have to see if you know anything comes of that, or you know if there's any more kind of Kotor news around celebration i haven't seen really too much out of the aspire team i was on their linkedin today and they haven't posted any new jobs for quite a while so i'm guessing that they're pretty much fully staffed and just going going to town on this thing so so that's good i'm excited to see where that leads us for uh, you know kotor and you know we've talked a little bit about the you know what we hope to get out of that game and um 
you know, if they're going to make any changes, what we'd we'd like to see and things like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think Pretty we'll fun hear uh, more about uh, the KOTOR remake probably next year's celebration. Because I think it would be, like, nice if it came out, you know, like, 20-year anniversary, 2003 mm-hmm. to 2023. Uh, yeah, and that, yeah. that would be a pretty good timing, because I think the original game, I want to say, came out, like, in November of that year, so they could probably almost, I guess, depending on their how their progress is coming, you know, maybe even aim for, you know, a similar release date, you know, kind of pull a, pull a Kenobi here and release it on the on the same day as the original. Yeah. That would be... That'd be pretty cool. So that'd be cool, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Aspire. What they're doing, their ports, uh, very high quality. I'm excited to see them kind of bring the Kotor remake to life. Uh, I've been intrigued by the uh, teaser trailer, and I think it's a great it's a great story that could definitely have some new touches and. I embrace change. I think, like, maybe I should, like, mm-hmm. be, like, maybe some people would be like, I think she should, like, hesitate more and not just <laughs> accept everything. But, yeah. But, I don't know. It's just kind of nice that we're finally getting the, the Star Wars, Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the new delayed game uh, <laughs> will be Star Wars Eclipse that uh, I'm hearing it'll come out in 2027. And it yeah, looks good, that's... but I just... I kind of hope that they kind of um, maybe it could switch studios or like maybe there could be mm-hmm. some actions to kind of clean up the um, yeah studio. I don't know. It's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it it is a, it is a mess. I don't I don't want to get too much into speculation, but some of the stuff that I've I've been reading about and kind of the the lengthy delay is just that they're having trouble filling a lot of these roles for the game. Um, you know, filling jobs at Quantic Dreams. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully, you know, some leadership changes will happen or uh, studio changes will happen because, yeah, the the trailer looks great, but um, I'd feel more comfortable if it was in different hands, probably. Um, and, yeah, definitely, definitely excited about the Aspire uh, remake. So I'll have to keep an eye on that, keep an eye out for any extra news, and keep an eye out on the Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash astro underscore droid underscore because my plan is lego star wars comes out on april the 5th so that is a tuesday i'm planning to hopefully if everything goes right to to kind of stream it there you know a couple of times that week so definitely uh keep an eye there on that and i want to you know get back into some of the older uh lucas arts games revisit my childhood maybe uh you know if you're if you're younger and don't remember these games it, you know, give people a chance to see them. Cause I think that that would be pretty fun in a good way. And because like you said, Cassia, it, it is really hard now. Like the thought of like turning on uncharted four and sitting down for like 40 hours to play it, that seems like insurmountable, but I could totally watch someone else do it. I think so. Yeah. But I guess we can add another, um, another role to your skill set. Like you're not just a co-host. You're a pro streamer now, so I, I am a I am a, a pro streamer. I don't I don't know about that, but I am uh, going to have some fun with this Lego Star Wars game uh, yeah. when it comes out. So what are you so most excited for in that game? Oh, I don't know. I'm excited. Well, because I've played I've played you know kind of the first like six episodes. I never played any of um, the stuff for like Force Awakens and uh, you know the Last Jedi and that stuff. So I'm excited to see 
what that stuff kind of looks like. And I'm excited to see just like how big like the worlds are. Um, now I know like back on my PlayStation, I guess it was the PlayStation three that I had it on, you know, they were kind of, kind of linear in the story, but from what I'm hearing, there's a lot more opportunity for exploration and things like that. It's a little bit more open world, if you will. Yeah. So I'm excited to see just exactly what all you can get into and, uh, you know, kind of humorous bits you can find and stuff you can unlock. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to see it and, uh, see what it looks like. It's been a long time in the making. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty excited. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a bit of kingdom hearts that I realized I forgot to mention like kingdom hearts oh, yeah. one and two. And then there mm-hmm. was too long of a gap for kingdom hearts three to come out for me to still be invested. So, uh, Oh, I'm sure it's a good game. I just never picked it up. You can go back to episode, was it 88? We actually talked a bit about Kingdom Hearts 3. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. And yeah, Frozen. With, Mar- with Marcus, was- yeah. We talked about Frozen. We talked yeah. about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think that was when we covered, that was the uh, the day they announced the remake coming out. So. Yeah, I also had a cold then. So, like, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, I was meant <laughs> to have a cold today to talk a- about Kingdom Hearts 3 again. That, but uh, I think I think yeah. you're channeling your your inner child. Just you're dialing up a sick day so you can stay home and play video games all day, which yeah. is what you should do on a sick day. I think so. Definitely, uh, but, but I don't know. It just looks like a fun game. Like you can start like at episode one, four, or seven, and like it looks like a really fun Star Wars game that I think everyone can get behind. I'm sure there's probably some people that are like. <laughs> I even found something to be angry about even here. But like the majority of us, I think are just on the light side and we're being positive and uh, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. One thing I'm excited for. Can you guess? Uh, I no, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it could be a lot of things, but mumble mode, mumble mode. That's, that's right. Yeah. That is a, that is a key feature of the, of the Lego games. And I think you can uh, turn that on and off. Uh, so if you've been having trouble, you know, understanding Cassia, if she has her, if her cold is going on, it's because she's in mumble mode. We forgot to deactivate it. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up, you know, we just wanted to, like I said, we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of, you know, a, a very brief, very glossed over history of, uh, Lucasfilm games into LucasArts and back into Lucasfilm games and, uh, you know, just talk a little bit about kind of some memories we had playing them and what we were excited about coming out in the future. And yeah, just just a fun little episode. So let us know um, if you're listening out there, what Star Wars games are your favorites or what, you know, just regular video games are your favorites or, you know, if you like any of those point and click adventure games or if I am alone in my love for those, you know, let us know all that stuff. Cause we definitely want to interact with you and find out your favorite games so we can check them out. And if you have recommendations for what I should play on the, the Twitch channel, now that I'm a semi-professional amateur, uh, streamer, uh, nonprofit, uh, yeah, let us let us know all that stuff and let us know if you're picking up Lego Star Wars and and hopefully we'll catch you on the the Twitch channel and you know come check us out on Twitter all that stuff and make sure um 
a really good thing to do while you're playing video games is to have some lo-fi playing in the back. And we just released some new lo-fi over on the YouTube channel. Now, if you're a patron on Patreon, you got a sneak preview of that. So check that out. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Um, that gets you like early access to stuff like special YouTube videos, um, gets you access to the special channel on our Discord server, um, you know, episode and show notes, all that kind of stuff. So go check that out. It's a lot of fun. We're having a really good time over on Discord. So that link is in uh, my bio on Instagram. But I think that wraps it up for video games, Cassia. Yeah, and occasionally, once in a while, we get an episode that's not an hour plus. So like for those who don't have that much time to like invest, like I think this will be about 30 minutes. So yeah. that's that's right. Use your use your extra 30 minutes. We saved everyone this week and spend that playing Lego Star Wars and let us know what you think about it. So yeah. thanks for thanks for hanging out with us this week, um, talking video games, and may the force be with you. I mean, huh? <laughs> Mumble mode deactivated. Public podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, as well as everywhere else that Anchor Podcasts are distributed. Subscriptions, reviews, and shares help us out. And if you want to connect with the podcast on Twitter, we can be found at Old Republic Pod. And if you want to connect with me, I can be found on Instagram at Astro underscore Droid underscore. You can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Older Public Podcast. Our intro and outro themes were composed by Dennis S. Mowers at dennissmowersmusic.com. This episode of the Older Public Podcast has been brought to you by Nikki Dog from Patreon. May the force be with you. We will be back soon. Bye for now. <laughs>